Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of Reforge Gaming News. Talking about Starfield and what exactly is this game. One of the things I've noticed in the coverage and the descriptions of this game is it's still somewhat abstract. So I wanted to break down for you as best as I could everything we know and also just try to talk to the audience about what they've heard and read there's been some updates there's been some new gameplay details so we want to kind of talk about starfield gameplay new details everything that you're looking for is probably right here at the beginning and then we'll get into a lengthy discussion with the live stream this is a reforge update starfield remains to be a highly anticipated xbox title and yet still is seemingly a bit abstract and obscure for some to feel like they even know what the game is about i'm going to try to break down in this video the basic definition of the game as well as their tech advancements the fact that it's going to be a more classic rpg and even details about character creation and their aims for organic dialogue if you like these reforge updates hit subscribe and the bell button that way you don't miss my upload so we pulled this from wccftech.com they tried to compile some good quotes from some of the recent videos put out there by uh, starfield on their official bethesda youtube channel to really break everything down so first and foremost there actually aren't too many concrete details about starfield and they attempt to recap it so this is just sort of a basic flyover it's set in 2330 a relatively small pocket of the milky way called the settled systems the player character is a member of an organization called the constellation dedicated to exploring the universe and all its mysteries players will also get a chance to join one of the many factions such as united colonies the free star collective ryujin industries and even the crimson fleet the latter is a pirate faction the crimson fleet but the developers revealed it will be possible to infiltrate them in a space cop fashion so if you don't choose them apparently you can infiltrate them now they're not just aiming to sort of make like a space game they also have some technical advancements and that's something that was also reported in one of these articles on the technical side starfield is setting up to be a major breakthrough described by todd howard himself as the biggest advancement for the studio's engine now called creation engine 2 howard also highlighted that the goal is to go back to an old school hardcore rpg feel hinting at a greater focus on role-playing elements that recent games made by bgs so they're wanting to go back to this return of a classic rpg what exactly does that mean bethesda has dropped their latest into the starfield video and it's packed with new details that should make old school rpg fans happy director todd howard and other starfield team leaders really emphasize that this is a real RPG more akin to some of their earlier work rather than more recent games like Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. That means embracing the chaos quotes that means embracing the, the chaos of player choice and colliding systems as well as deeper character building and interactions which they want that to also touch on your deep character design and this is what they've said we've always allowed the players to create really interesting unique characters this game we've definitely severely leveled up the tech is based on scanning a real world model similar to photogrammetry we do with our landscapes we're applying the same thing to our people as well because it's not just the appearance of the player and all that we want all the personal interactions with npcs other characters in the game to be as impactful as possible so we're getting sort of logistical speak here but that also is with reference to what they want to see as more 
organic dialogue. Will Shen, lead quest designer, said, Yeah, we sat down and it was funny. We didn't start with, let's look back at the old Oblivion system, but there are a couple of beats there. You have to think about, what's my risk here? We didn't want it to be a system where there was definitely the right thing to say. Todd Howard weighed in and said, It feels like you're having a conversation when you're actually trying to persuade somebody. As far as a new system and dialogue, I think it's definitely one of the most successful ones we've had. So they don't want it to feel sort of like this tried and true sort of very very concrete black and white dialogue tree of like pick this or this they want it to feel like an organic conversation in light of all this I still struggle to sort of get a sense for what I'm going to be doing in the game and what type of game it is but they seemingly want both character design the RPG systems themselves as well as your conversation to feel significantly leveled up even still if they're hearkening back to older styles. As always, if you like these Reforge updates, check out Reforge Gaming where I stream every day, and hit subscribe and the bell button. I'll see you in the next one. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I still struggle to figure out what exactly this game is about. Like, it it still seems so abstract as they go into details, as they try to outline what we're going to be doing, it's like, okay, I get it. You're making an RPG. There's going to be, like, conversations. There's going to be dialogue. There's going to be me, you know, apparently I'm going to be trying to persuade people and factions. But the game is seven months away, and it still feels really abstract. It doesn't feel like something I can really wrap my hands around. It doesn't really feel like something <clears throat> that necessarily makes sense in the realm of what is this game, right? I mean, seven months away, I would think there would be more concrete details. There would be more of a of a sense of like, okay, this is exactly what you guys are uh, are aiming for. This is exactly what we could come to expect. Like they're sitting down in these videos. Let me give you guys a uh, let me give you guys a, a little peek here. So they're sitting down in these videos on their uh, on their Bethesda you know channel, and they're they're sort of breaking down what they want the game to be, what they want this game to feel like, and yet there's like no gameplay. Like there's very little gameplay, mostly concept art, which I find very strange being that it's like half a year away, okay? Now, I don't know if they're being obscure on purpose. I don't know if they're sort of intentionally keeping things, you know, out of view of the public because they want things to feel fresh, surprising, and amazing. Or, you know, is there, are there deeper problems? Are they struggling with development? Do they not have any concepts or completed concepts to show us? Because conversations like this are great. You can tell they're pouring a lot of money into this. Like, this is clearly a very high-produced studio recording that they've set up. Very, very great lighting, a nice little space for them to sit. It looks incredibly well done. And yet... I'm still sitting here being like, okay, what what am I going to do in the game? Okay, you're, you're hearkening back to Oblivion. You're hearkening back to, like, older RPG systems. You know, w- w- uh, great. Okay, uh, deep character creation. Uh, okay, cool. Really organic conversations. Okay, cool, 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 cool. These are all, you're describing pieces and parts. I can't really wrap my mind around what exactly the whole thing is. These kind of stage and edited chat videos always make me cringe, so fakey feeling. Didn't FromSoft do this with Elden Ring? They waited to the last minute to release details and gameplay footage. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I with with Elden Ring, they did uh, they did show us very little. Yeah, um, they did. They showed us very little, and then all of a sudden, you had the you had the um, uh, the 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 technical test where all the footage came flooding, and they removed embargoed from some of the removed embargoes from some of these review outlets. Yo, what's good feed? How are you? I see you in the chat. Let, let's get a let's get a poll going. Uh, let me reload chat because it still thinks I'm on my other account, so it won't let me start a poll. There we go. Uh, Starfield gameplay. Do they need to show more before launch? Uh, do they need to show gameplay? Do they need to show gameplay before launch? Because there are people that would be like, no, they don't have to show anything. You know, a couple of trailers, a couple of concepts, you don't need to show that. So Starfield gameplay, do they need to show gameplay before launch, yes or no? Because there are people that are taking this attitude. They're like, no, this is totally fine. Concept art's all we need. We need concept art, we need ideas, a couple of trailers, maybe a glimpse at gameplay and I'm good. You know, too many people are, are showing things too early. I kind of feel like we're dangling between two extremes, right? We're dangling between two extremes. One extreme being companies that show things way too early and they they get the hype train going. And I feel like Starfield is in another category. I feel like you're not showing enough. This entire thing feels very canned. It feels very... It's almost like you're trying to sell me a product but you won't show it to me. Like a lot of these NFT companies are emailing people and they won't admit that they're an NFT company right out of the gate because they know that there's this huge sort of um, stigma uh, with NFTs. Now, that looked like gameplay to me, all right? So this this looks like real engine capture of something, like a robot of some sort, and he moves, you know, great lighting. You walk up to him, he's like, hey, what's up? And so obviously, like, environmental design and strength seems pretty strong, right? You don't need to advertise something you aren't trying to sell. What do you mean by that? You're out to say like NFTs? Yeah, content creators are now are now finding that companies are sending emails about NFTs and they won't admit that they're about NFTs because as soon as you see it, you just delete the email. Your poll's a bit too binary. Obviously, I think they need to show some gameplay before launch, but just not yet. Right, and obviously this is not gameplay from Starfield. <laughs> so they're you know they're showing you know more classic dialogue trees and systems like that. What's good, Mo? Good to see you. I believe it's better to spend money on development than to spend money on gameplay trailer or whatever. Uh, that was in Game Info, and that was in Game Info. What do you mean, Mo? Tell me you don't know about Bethesda without telling me you don't know about Bethesda. I don't know what you mean. This is normal for any Bethesda game. So you're saying this is par for the course. There are there, there are those of you that are like, yeah, this is totally how Bethesda does it. They don't show you anything. I know they did that with Fallout 4. They gave people like a six-month announcement where, you know, they announced it at like E3 and then it was, it was out that following holiday season, I believe. They're trying to sell a sub, not a game. So do you th- is this game going to have a subscription service, you think, Eugene? Some more concept art here, you know, d- d- trying to get through oh golly start your journey today so that's it that, that that's it that's the that's their latest video 
that was them sitting around that was literally I think seven seconds of maybe some engine gameplay and that's it that was in game the robot okay because it worked out so great for Fallout 76 isn't Fallout 76 in like a significantly better spot now hey guys can we get our first 100 likes we only need 9 more likes let's get this let's get this thing going here we might be able to catch some fire on YouTube I know people are interested in this game if you're just tuning in we're trying to kind of figure out what is Starfield like it's 7 months away and I still feel the concept is abstract like even if you're not going to show me gameplay I'm still struggling to get my head around what's the content loop what exactly am I going to be doing right like what is the gameplay going to consist of we know there's factions we know that they said in this recent video so the one that we're watching here into the starfield they said in this video they're hearkening back to an older more classic style rpg a more hardcore rpg so they're wanting it to feel it actually sounded like they said here um he said that they really want to emphasize it's a real rpg more akin to some of their earlier work rather than some of the recent games like Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. This means embracing the chaos of player choice and colliding systems, as well as deep character building and interactions. So they don't want this to feel like Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. E3 is canceled? Uh, No, it's not. E3 is happening. Digital only. Been officially announced. Uh, The rumor is it'll be mid-June. E3 is happening. 100% digital. We obviously plan on covering it. Don't play Bethesda games, but I understand that they are very much reputable. Are they relying on the name of the company? Like, is this in-game right here? Like, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to believe that, th- that like, that's what my character is going to look like in-game? This level of detail, which we saw this level of detail in Forbidden West. So this doesn't seem, like, unbelievable, but... What what's that running on? Is that running on a really like? Here seems to be uh, some video capture devices that they're using for some of the I guess some of the character creation they talked about. When did that change? There were the the fact that there was no E three was a total rumor. Eugene, there was never there was never an official announcement. There was a question on whether or not they would be doing it in person or digital. And then in the weeks that followed, people started saying, yeah, it's totally canceled. And then they came out and said, no, it's not. We haven't made an official statement yet. And then recently it was confirmed that it's 100% digital only as an event. So I don't know if it was ever 100% confirmed that it was canceled. In the wake of them saying they were debating between in-person and digital, there was a rumor that came out that like, oh yeah, it's not happening at all. And we covered it. We said it's li- it's likely that they might not do it. It's a pretty big undertaking to do a digital-only event. Yeah, Todd Howard said in this video or in a recent interview... Uh, he said that the biggest advancement for the studio is this engine now called Creation Engine 2 he said that the goal is to go back to old school hardcore RPGs hinting at a greater focus on role playing elements than recent games made by BGS Bethesda, Bethesda Game Studios so on a technical side he's saying it's a major breakthrough he's saying look the biggest advancement for the studio's engine like this is this is the Creation Engine 2 we're, we're 
we're stepping out into a new era as developers is is what they're saying which maybe that's why they don't want to show anything yet too extensively they're just like wetting everybody's appetite because they want it to be very clear that this game is a huge step up you don't trust trust Todd Howard I obviously at this moment in time and here's more in-game footage right here so this robot let me rewind it for you this right here similar to the, the to the person in the cockpit we seemingly have something very basic something very obviously extremely detailed just the physical movement of like the thing dangling on the front right and the and the lighting and the and the metal they're clearly wanting to ramp up world detail and realism right uh, you don't know Todd Howard? Well, for somebody to say they don't trust Todd Howard, I think that's based on recent, you know, things that have transpired. I think Fallout 76 very much broke trust. It really did. Murph Dog says, it's Bethesda. They'll do what they want, i.e. they're really vague with stuff. Starfield is running on Creation 2 engine. Skyrim, Fallout 3, New Vegas, Fallout 4, and Fallout 76 all use the first Creation engine. Right, and so my, I guess here here's my frustration. Is that a legitimate defense for being abstract and for being uh, obscure? Right, if you're if you're being abstract and you're being obscure, is that a good justification for it? Like, well, it, you know, it's Bethesda, and they're yeah, that's just what they do. They're always you know, vague and abstract. Like, has that... Do we think that that, that's a good way to market? Or not even say market. Let's not even judge them like we're judging their marketing strategy. Is that convincing and compelling to you as a consumer? Right? Is that convincing and compelling to you as a consumer? Oh, there you go. There's some more concept art. To be like, you guys are telling us virtually nothing. You guys are showing us concept art. So that, that's the end of that video. Let me pull up the other one. They've got two that they did. Um, they have two that they did, like Into the Starfield or whatever it's called. They're also really pushing the Ghostwire stuff. So A Journey Through Space, I think, was the other one that they did. Let me just search their channel for all things uh, Starfield. Official trailer... Episode 1 was the Endless Pursuit, actually. So, Episode 2, Made for Wanderers, is what we just watched. Like, and then I'll, I'll put this one up. Um, so, this is the first one that they did. Uh, this is the first one that they did. And this one is entitled uh, The Endless Pursuit. And again, you can see... They want to, you know, they're sitting down in the studio. Yeah, this is, so this is apparently all of this is in game. Okay. So that's all in game. Like the sitting down of that gun and it's little like blinking thing and UI or whatever. All of that is apparently in game, which again, if you're able to do that level of graphical fidelity, movement and realism, I don't know why you wouldn't like this apparently is also all in game. All of this is in game, right? Like look at the look at the landscape here. Look at look at the landscape just for a second. Let's do a little bit of a pause here breakdown. Like I don't this to me reminds me of some of the conversations we had about the Forza engine. And the and the next fable 
is being built in the Forza engine. So they're, you know, they're they're aiming for probably like really hyper photorealism. You highly doubt it. So you guys doubt this is in engine. If you don't know Bethesda, how would you even find out about this stream that they did, right? So why show gameplay here? Uh, says Butters. My guy Bethesda is the guy that know how to do foreplay. They really lay out to whet your appetite. Rissick with a $20 tip. Maybe they don't want to get people too hype because of the backlash from Cyberpunk and Anthem. Well, so, I mean, I <clears throat> there, that's one element of it, right? Is you don't want people to get too hyped up. You know, you don't want people to get too hyped up and you know, Fallout 76 was going to have like, yeah, 16 times the details and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it, it ended up looking and running like garbage. So, you know, the question I think would be, I think you would ask, is Rissick correct? Are they worried about overhyping it? Or is Butters correct? Are they doing the tried and true, like, wetting your appetite? Now, I want to flip around what you said, Butters. If you don't know Bethesda, are you going to even come and watch these? Why would they show gameplay? You understand that if they release gameplay, everyone would freaking cover it. Every game outlet, every streamer, myself included, would be combing over the footage and breaking it down and being like, oh my gosh, okay? So, I, I don't think that you have to rely on your own YouTube channel for marketing. You'd release, if they released right now a two minute gameplay trailer, we would sit here for two hours and loop it and break it down, and it would be amazing, right? I mean, it, I don't know. Now, Mo is saying you guys can doubt it all you want, but it's in engine. Chat, I want you to weigh in right now. I'm going to loop this a couple of times. Do you think this is 100% in engine? Like, the game is going to look and run at this level of fluidity like i'm curious do you think this is in engine are they are they goofing with us are they showing some crazy supercomputer rendered thing is it like you know is this a 20 foot area right we we've seen this before they can they can set up a very closed off space you know they set up a 200 yard circumference and that's all they have to render so the level of detail on the rocks the shadows the lighting the lens flare the fog the you know the steam coming off the engines you know the, the the movement of the character in the cockpit you know in here you got this sense of realism you got this sense of of that's that's actually that's like a real person sitting there in engine says Eugene does not equal in game. Right, that is true. Not in game in real time. In engine maybe. In engine probably not accurate representation of gameplay though. Says Old Soul. Everybody's saying the same thing. You guys are saying, look, it's probably in engine, but it ain't gonna run like that in game. You know, Wheezy says in engine doesn't matter. In game is all people care about. Right. I feel like in engine is fancy speak to distract from the fact that like, well, can your game actually friggin' do that? You know, can your game do that? The dev said this game will blow our minds. Listen, that, you know what's funny? I don't know if you guys are like me, but when a dev tells me that the game is going to blow my mind, I'm like, you probably shouldn't have said that because now I really think that it's not going to. (laughs) It actually makes me more skeptical. It's going to blow your mind, man. What? Why? Huh? What does that even mean? Why would you say that? Now I'm actually, now I'm worried. I would rather take 
vague abstract details than telling me that like it's gonna blow my mind eight months from English Oatcake this should have been my five year anniversary of time served on purple keep it up loving the daily radio shows man I appreciate the five years of support don't worry about that man purple's purple's putting themselves purple's putting themselves on a new path <laughs> Uh, Derek says it sounds or looks a lot like Bethesda does Mass Effect No Man's Sky I'm curious what's the point of having access to multiple huge planets endless resource farming can you build bases or towns yeah they've not said that they've not said that look at Elden Ring no hype and it was great overhyped typically not great I'm not asking for hype (coughs) excuse me (coughs) excuse me I am not asking for hype I think I, I want to be clear about something, okay? I don't want hype. I want details, right? I want details. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Show me a mission. Show me a dialogue interaction. And I, that's all I really need to see. So I don't necessarily think you need to go nuts and be like, hey, let's hype everybody up and show trailers two years early and let's get everybody amped and losing their minds and let you know let's really let's really get the hype train going i'm not asking for that i'm asking for like hey can can you this right here guys this is what the game's gonna look like uh can you show me something very basic i want to see a character just walking around and i wanted to say actual gameplay at the bottom I don't want this in-engine stuff I want actual gameplay okay and because in-engine just here's why in-engine doesn't sell me in-engine can be technically brilliant and beautiful but mean nothing with respect to not just actual gameplay experience but it doesn't mean anything with respect to the content loop you know, it's like your game can be literally beautiful. My mind can be blown. My eye, I can be shedding tears of joy at what I see, and then I go and play the game, and I'm like, "This is this is utter trash." The fact that this is Todd Howard's love child has all the hype I need, says Docs the Fox. I want to see the HUD, says Old Soul. Will trash can Carla be in the game? I don't know. I don't know. I gave zero craps about Elden Ring and then got it after release, says Butters. I also feel games stay in development for too long, says Dylan. They end up feeling outdated in some aspects, i.e. cyberpunk shooting and other things. Ant F says, even then, Lono, actual gameplay watermark can be on the most monstrous setup, which isn't indicative to the game I play. That's true. That's true. What's the number one thing I always say that's important? Everything is subservient to this. Everything. You must worship at the altar of the content loop. The content loop is your god. And if you don't worship that, if you don't worship that god, you will be smited. That's the facts. If games fail to create compelling and enjoyable, repeatable content loops, then I don't care how pretty your engines look. Like, look at that. My gosh, right? Like, oh, wow. We're we're taking off. We're going into outer space. If you cannot create a compelling, enjoyable, repeatable content loop, you have failed to honor the god of game. Like, that's it. There is one god in gaming. There's one god, right? I'm getting preachy, right? There is one god, and it is content loop. It is always a content loop. I don't care if you're a turn-based RPG. I don't care if you're a fighting game. I don't care if you're an open-world RPG. Doesn't matter. 
everything must serve the content loop and if it doesn't your game will fail every single time your graphical advancements your super intuitive dialogue that's organic and feels like a real conversation none of that matters if the content loop is suck like it just doesn't matter it simply doesn't matter the content loop must be the the ultimate thing so if you're looking and this is why this is important okay this is why i use religious imagery because you have to sacrifice things in order to serve the content loop all this graphical thing we're trying to do it's going to slow development down it's going to make this not run as well it's going to make this not as good or it's going to interfere with this system or that system okay great cut it sacrifice it you must sacrifice things in order on the altar of the content loop you put it there and you kill it you're like no this isn't gonna work there there's that robot that they showed us but that was like in a testing environment this game has been in pre-production since 2013 says dylan i'm telling you there is definitely 100 a factor of over baking a game it cooks too long and it comes out just no one knows what happened you're like yeah what what is this you know what i mean if you're just tuning in, we're discussing Starfield gameplay, new details emerging from Todd Howard talking about how this game will harken back to more classic RPGs like Oblivion. We are asking the question, with respect to Starfield gameplay, do you want to see some before launch? Do you think they better show some before launch, or can they stay in this tried-and-true Bethesda, vague, abstract I guess I wouldn't call it weird. It's just they're being very abstract. They're being very vague. And many people are like, that's Bethesda. That's what they do. I'm curious if the consumers are okay with that. Is that something that you find acceptable? It will is that gonna work for you? Will you know are you gonna buy this game if they if they barely show gameplay from here to launch, right? Because this is, again, this is all in-engine. That's all in-engine, but we don't know if that's what actual gameplay will look like. Old Soul says, I don't trust Bethesda to do a shooter right. I hate VATS in Fallout. Butter says, keep in mind, another reason nothing might be shown is they have so much here. This is the first new engine since 10 years ago. So a new engine and their first game, it needs a big stage. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. You, you want your headlining band to really come out and be a smash hit so that, you know, they're thinking, nah, dude, we need big center stage. Maybe Summer Games Fest. Maybe, uh, you know, did I hit this to loop? Yeah, I hit this to loop. We're going to let this loop because this is one of the, some of the most game engine footage that there is available. If you're tuning in for Starfield gameplay, there are new details that we've been coming over from videos and info and interviews that just came out recently on the Bethesda YouTube channel. Uh, info about the RPG depth, info about the character creation, and info about the dialogue in the game. Uh, me too, says Derek. I just mean I have no schema or good reference points for whatever this game is even supposed to be. Radical says, the what type of game will this be conversations remind me a bit of the Kafar Cry conversations. People don't want Skyrim, but I'm in the if it ain't broke, don't fix it camp. 
Right, like, is this, it, just give me Space Skyrim, is what you're saying, Rad. Like, just give me Space Skyrim. I'm good, I'm good. I, you know, make the different planets, the different regions on the map, and uh, give me give me Space Travel Skyrim, and I'll be happy. <laughs> you know, this is something that we've been talking about a lot recently, right? We know they're featuring it at the Bethesda Showcase as Creature, but it wouldn't hurt to tell us what the blank the game is. <laughs> um... Let's talk about this for a minute while while this kind of loops behind me. Let's kind of give you a talk show and uh, and minimal potential gameplay, you know, on screen. Starfield gameplay will be heavily covered on the stream the minute we actually have some. <laughs> All right. In any case, we we talked about this recently. We recently had a discussion yesterday about the Lord of the Rings series over on Reforge Radio. If you like conversations about important things, cultural things, things with a little bit more substance, right? Gaming's great, but we keep it lighthearted here. Uh, you can check out that conversations from yesterday. Make sure and support Reforge Radio or all the Reforge channels. You're right now watching Reforge Gaming, and we cover gaming here. So, but something that we got into was there is a general trend right now in the uh, TV and movie production world where they are very much leaning on and relying on existing franchises, okay? And Chris Gore talked about how that really limits creativity. It really limits, like, you know, new ideas, new writing, and everything else. He also said that when you bring people to the table and they're purely only interacting with an existing uh, franchise, that's all they sort of write from, Instead of writing from the, 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 the perspective of like real life, real life experiences, etc. And so he was saying how that really limits creativity, but it also really, really limits what ends up getting written because you're only sort of interacting with what, what, what's already there. Now, in the realm of gaming, we have similar discussions all the time, okay? Oh, it's just another Far Cry. And I'm like, how is that a problem? So to a certain degree, I think sometimes it's totally fine to be like, yeah, here is another Far Cry. It, it, it's, there, there is a familiarity. There is something about it that you, you sort of come in with sort of preconceived notions of what's going to happen. And uh, you enjoy it within the realm of what it delivers, within that framework, okay? Now... Somebody might say that it's time to stop doing that. It's time to move on. It's time to innovate. And I would say, I would say yes and no. I think it's totally fine to take an existing franchise and be like, here's another one. And like what they did with Horizon Forbidden West or what they're likely going to do with God of War Ragnarok. Noticeable improvements to combat, you know, graphical fidelity, fluidity of the movements and just sort of, you know, more polish, obviously throwing it on next gen so that it looks and runs better. Right. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, great game, new game, here's another one. Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, you know, Far Cry 6. But I also think when you get into a game like this, one of the reasons that publishers are very against doing something brand new and against not just doing something with an existing franchise is there's immense risk. What I see them doing right now with these blogs and these videos and being vague and being abstract is they're trying to sell you on an experience. Because if they can sell you on the experience, then you'll sort of come into the game in the hopes of having that new experience and the new IP, the new ideas, the new venture will land on you probably in a better way. As opposed to they try to sell you on the new venture and the new IP 
they could do that in one of two ways, right? They could wow you with the graphics. They could wow you with the gameplay. They're trying to sell you on the experience. The question is, is that working with the general public? Like, are people being convinced, right? Great discussion that was. Thank you, Kill You. Uh, I think they said the planets are Skyrim size. That's insane. That is insane. Uh, I understand wanting innovations as radical, but they need that type of games. They do that type of game so well. I'm okay with another rendition. Wheezy says, I think Far Cry 6 and the past two Far Cries have shown just more of X isn't good enough anymore as both sales and reception have shown. Yeah, I definitely think you 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 run you run that car until the wheels fall off and it might be like, man, I think the wheels fell off two games ago, right? You 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 kind of run this, you kind of ran this thing into the ground. It's like it's like running an old car until it literally breaks down, right? You know, if Starfield has a content loop that's similar to Fallout 3 or 4 and Elite Dangerous, then I'll get my 300 plus hours out of it. That's why I'm avoiding all speculation about Starfield. I'm just going to wait for more concrete information and gameplay, says Murph Dog. Uh, let's see. Imagine buying a burger without knowing what's on it, says Cole. General public no, says Butter, since this is literally on a YouTube channel. No one but massive fans follow. Yes and no. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Butters. Let's take a peek. Let's take a peek. 579,000 views on that one and almost 300,000 views on this one. And they have close to 2 million subscribers. So I don't know. I I, I think uh, that's a lot of people. I don't know if it's just the hardcore Bethesda masses. I think the public is taking an interest in this game for a couple of reasons. Number one, Microsoft won't shut up about it. (laughs) Like, Xbox fans won't shut up about it. It seems to be at the centerpiece of Microsoft's strategy to really be respected in the gaming world as a place where we have amazing first-party titles. Like, don't, 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 uh, don't hold me to this. Don't hold me to this. But I have a strange, I have a strange feeling, a very strange feeling that this game, Starfield, they're looking at Starfield as being their their front and center IP, and and not Halo, right? Like I don't want Halo fans to be like, oh my goodness! But like I I honestly think I honestly think let's put up the new one. This is the newer one. Um. I honestly think that they are looking at Starfield to be the potential new front and center IP and not Halo. Because I just think Halo's run its course. I think the wheels fell off, right? It's like you rode that car and then you jump started it and then you jump started it again. That's it. That's it. Car won't run anymore, man. Halo cannot be your flagship title anymore. I think Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 maybe, but I think Starfield more than Elder Scrolls. I think Microsoft is eyeing Starfield as their as their flagship, as their flagship title. I think all signs point to that. You know, this is not this is not going to be just another game for for Microsoft and Bethesda. I think they view it as something significantly larger. Starfield lead designer said they were inspired by both Cyberpunk and Spider-Man. 
Well, uh, <laughs> that could go either way. Hilly says blasphemy. <laughs> Bethesda lost a lot of traction in its consumer base after Fallout 76. I used to think that the company could do no wrong. Now I have skepticism about any new product that they put out. Yo, Reaper, I forgot to thank you for your 13-month remembership. Reaper, thanks for coming back in. 13 months of support. Reaper said, Morning, Lono. Awesome show as always. I appreciate that. Wow. Capcom is raising its employees-based salaries by 30K? 30K each? Oh, by 30%. By 30%. Well, there you go. Capcom knows PC is going to be good for them. Going to be good for them. Butter says, I hope not. However, if that does happen, Fallout New Vegas 2 will be a thing. Obsidian will take over Fallout 1. Senua, I want Senua to be the face. Yeah, you know, Mo, I don't think that that's possible for a couple of reasons. Okay? First and foremost, I think Senua and Hellblade is too dark to be a flagship for Microsoft. I think they want something that has more of an approachable, um, broad gamer appeal. Do you understand? Second, I, I think Hellblade has its own vision of where they want to go with their title, and it certainly isn't an ongoing game. So in my mind, if Microsoft if Microsoft wants a new flagship title, I think Starfield fits the bill. It's broad, it's mysterious, it's got that, you know, go out into space and be whatever you want. It's got the ongoing nature going for it. I, I, I think they want Starfield to be the flagship. Now, I get what you're saying. You kind of need an icon, right? Master Chief was an icon for years. You know, almost like... If you think about icons in gaming, Master Chief's probably in the top five. Maybe maybe top ten. Maybe top ten. He might not be top five. Because your top three is going to be like Mario, Link, you know, Sonic... And then you're going to get into some of the fighting games that are super popular, you know, Ryu. But I think I think Master Chief's up there, really close to top five. Okay, you don't need an icon if you have a team, right? Which I think Eugene is hinting at. We 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 know the platform he likes, <laughs> and I like it a lot too. Uh, you know, Sony Sony has this sort of Rolodex of characters now they can kind of throw out in your face. You got Aloy, you've got Kratos. You have Ratchet and Clank. I would even throw Returnal in there now. You have that lead character and what she looks like, and they can kind of throw her on stuff. You have Jin from Ghost of Tsushima. They like to throw him out there. You have Spider-Man. They like to throw him out there. Miles Morales. They like to throw him out there. Boy. <laughs> Read it, boy. So they they clearly are, are, are saying, listen, we gotta we got a we have a literal rolodex of characters. Yeah, good good point. Nintendo has stable characters too. If you're just tuning in for Starfield gameplay, there is some concept art and new info about gameplay. There's new details about Starfield gameplay, and we're asking the question at the top of the chat, right? We're 33 minutes in and already over 400 votes. Starfield gameplay, do they need to show gameplay before launch? 88% of you are saying yes. Those of you that are saying no, I want to hear from you. If you're new, hit subscribe. I'm a safer work broadcaster. We are usually here. I'll pause the video. We are usually in this scene doing a, a video game talk show. 
and breaking down games, breaking down things happening in the gaming world, whether it's the new Star Wars Lego game or Starfield, or yesterday we talked about more subscription services with PlayStation. We had a big debate yesterday about is PlayStation uh, even considering you know competing with Xbox subscription service. It was actually a really good debate. Uh, so make sure and hit that subscribe button if you're enjoying the show I am safe for work a lot of people throw me on in the background like video game radio if you want to talk in the chat hit subscribe will it have multiplayer if not I'm out have they spoken to multiplayer about this game I don't I don't think it has multiplayer the way they've described it it sounds like it's going to be a single player experience but I could be wrong the gunplay in Fallout 4 is good, but not really great. The RPG aspects work really well for me, says Derek. Here, let's get the other video pulled up, because there's actual, like, in, in-engine in uh, footage in that one. Um, we're letting these just kind of loop, just because they're showing, uh, they're showing concept art, they're showing, um, you know, and in this one, they're showing, they show some in-engine footage. No multiplayer. It's it needs to say single player. Okay, yeah, I didn't think so because the way they describe it, it's like you can't really have a multiplayer game where you're running around with these like in depth dialogue trees and conversations. We are eight likes away from two hundred likes, man. Keep smashing that like button. Keep chiming in in the chat, especially if you're new. I love to hear from new folks. I'm looking for some of the subs that I see uh, on my on my on my on my new sub readout here i like to respond uh to the new folks that's me says david but if you don't show gameplay it needs to actually be better than all the games they made before uh let's see what else we're hearing from people in chat i'm looking for maybe some folks for the first time if they've ever if they've never been here before uh reggie lee says halo ran its course i tend to agree with you which i think is kind of sad uh it's kind of a sad day Where's the gameplay? There is some gameplay. Well, we don't know if it's gameplay. There's in-engine footage in this video. Uh, There's new details about Starfield gameplay from these videos, as well as some interviews. Uh, They indicated that they are going to be hearkening back to more old-school RPGs. We recently pulled this from a WCCFTech.com report that not only is it the Creation Engine 2, but they wanted to go back to more old-school, hardcore RPGs uh, rather than more recent games like Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. They want to, quote, embrace the chaos of player choice and colliding systems. They also said they want to deepen character design, which they used similar uh, essential like photo uh, photogrammetry that they use for like landscapes they're also using for the capture of what people look like and they want dialogue to feel like an organic conversation they don't want it to feel like there's a right answer they don't want it to feel sort of dichotomous like punch them or shake their hand like they, they want it to feel like a genuine uh, conversation so what we're trying to do today through looking at the the, 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 the glimpses of footage and in-engine footage and and there's not really any Starfield gameplay out there other than the details and the in-engine footage that we've seen. We're trying to piece together what exactly this game is. It seems like they're going for more abstract and more vague descriptions and discussions about it, uh, which I, I happen to find a little frustrating seven months out. I think once you're under the 11-month window, once you're under the 11-month launch window and you know you're good to go, your, your launch date's pretty much written in stone, 
I, I would like to start seeing more, which I'm sure they have a plan and they have it all scoped out as to what exactly they're going to be showing and doing this year. Overprocessed in-engine footage is always sketched to me, says Chest Pain. I need to see actual gameplay. I'm looking to buy a video game from the developer, not a movie. Uh, Cros- Crosreal? Uh, no, I'm sorry, Casreal says, I think it's close enough to launch where a little bit of hype won't be detrimental. Then again, I'm emotionally exhausted from Elden Ring hype. Don't know if I'm ready for more hype yet. <laughs> You're in recovery. <laughs> You're in recovery from Elden Ring hype. Updated Morrowind in space. Count me in, says Foxhound. Anyone else? Mobile keep buffering. I haven't had anybody complain about buffering today. Kill You says the Halo campaign was good. Multiplayer was solid. Huge disagree. Multiplayer was not solid and still is not solid. Unfortunately, I forgot to make content for multiplayer, which keeps the player base going. I can agree that the, that the campaign was good. I cannot agree that the multiplayer was solid. I don't even think they would agree that the multiplayer was solid. They launched it in beta. They launched it with missing features, missing pieces. They launched it with bugs and glitches. They launched it with broken. Uh, uh, they launched it with broken game modes. They launched it with an earn rate of XP that's absurd. They launched it with um, uh, a setup for events that is terrible. Uh, they launched it with a cosmetic system that is confusing and arguably stupid. Uh, so I don't think, I think you're going to have a hard, you're, I, I, I would say you can have the opinion. Was that, was that Kratos? Are they being goofy? That's Kratos swinging at him. I'm just kidding. Um, you can have the opinion that multiplayer is solid, but you can't argue it very well. If, if, if you try, if you try to look at the pieces and the parts, um, battle pass isn't multiplayer. 100% disagree. The battle pass in Halo is integral to the daily experience. It was it was literally the first thing they addressed. So the community doesn't agree with you. The people that downloaded and installed that game, Halo fans that flocked to the forums, Reddit, and Twitter are not in agreement with you. The battle pass was one of the first things they talked about. It 100% is part of multiplayer. And again, I don't think 343 agrees with you. Read their blog post. Do they sound like they're satisfied with the state of multiplayer? If you think something is solid, do you launch it with with the word beta attached to it? Who launches a beta as their launch and is like, well, no, it's solid. It's, It's ready to go. No, it's clearly not ready to go. Read their Halo Waypoint blogs. They're dissatisfied with so much. They've been very transparent about that. I actually appreciated their candor about it, and I think their candor makes it really, really hard for you to make the case that the multiplayer is solid. When they're saying they're not satisfied with the XP earn rate, they're not satisfied with the battle pass, they're not satisfied with the event design, uh, a, a literal game mode that was broken for nine weeks. Come on. Come on. Curse uh, of the Hellmouth says, Bethesda does this. We've actually gotten more with Starfield. We'll see gameplay once we're closer to the launch date, probably E3 if there is one, or at least during that time period. Yeah, I think they're going to put the pedal down in the summer. I I kind of agree with you. I think they're going to push the marketing pedal down. I think we're going to see a ton of Starfield gameplay in the summer. Maybe not a ton, but we're going to see significantly more than what this is, whatever this is. I love, hang on, let's go back. Let's go back. Look at this, look at this. It looks like I'm down here glowing. Oh, like this is this is our this is our new this is our new orbit screen, guys. I'm just gonna sit here and talk to you about the game. That's excellent. That's excellent. <laughs> um, so we're asking the audience with respect to Starfield gameplay, 
Do you need to see some before the game launches? That's what the poll at the top of the chat is about. How many times do these companies have to make the mistake of releasing unfinished games before they learn it kills a game before it even gets a foothold? Sorry, I phrased it wrong. I thought ranked gameplay was solid. Multiplayer as a whole was not. Yeah, as a whole package kill you, multiplayer was so rough. I will I will actually 100% agree with this. I thought the gameplay in multiplayer felt great. I thought Halo Infinite multiplayer gameplay felt fantastic. But there was so much wrong. There was so much wrong. You know? Is it shameful to hook up a, an Xbox to a Sony TV? Why would you do that? Why would you, why would you put that in chat this morning? That is, that is so offensively, you know? Big Mad Mo says they already said they're showing gameplay in the summer. Here's what I want from gameplay. This is what I want from gameplay. I think YouTube is having trouble. We're, we're having huge viewership fluctuations again. This happened a couple of weeks ago, and now it's happening now. We're 40 people disappear and 20 people come back in. So I think YouTube's having some having some problems. Um, so this is what I want to see. So if they're going to do like a Starfield gameplay showcase or whatever they called it, whatever creature called it earlier, if they're going to do that this summer, then this is what I want to see. I do not want to see the classic slow walking around some village or or spaceport. I like I don't freaking care about that. I know that you can put a character in an environment and just have them slowly walking around and slowly panning the camera. I don't want to see that. That's not that doesn't prove anything to me. That doesn't prove a concept, that doesn't prove a content loop. That shows me virtually nothing. You can go to any game, whether it is, you know, Outriders, No Man's Sky, Division 1 and 2, Watch Dogs. You can go to any one of those games and you can make them look remarkably, you know, good just by having the character slow walk around an area and, like, pan the camera. That doesn't, that doesn't show me anything. I want to see content loop. What's a mission look like? What's combat look like? What's dialogue look like? Okay, cool. What's creating a character look like? You gotta give me samples of those things. You have to. They announced already that Starfield will be the main draw during the Microsoft Bethesda showcase during E3. So Starfield's gonna be the center stage. Okay. Can you hook your PlayStation up to your Xbox, then to your TV? Yeah, it actually makes your PlayStation stronger. You can harness the power of your... I'm totally kidding. That's not a thing. My gosh. Somebody would be like, I'm doing that later today. It's going to be all fetch and go. Yeah, all quests. All quests. I need to get... Can you get me some power couplings from Gary on the other side of the planet? And you're like, sure thing. Hop in your car and drive over there to get it. I hope they finally give me a reason to rejoin that platform, but I'm doubtful, says Eugene. Coral Reefer says, I wonder what pre-order sales numbers look like today versus 5 or 10 years ago. Bet they are dismal compared to what they used to be. Too many people got burned these past few years. Now, when you say pre-order numbers, are you saying across the industry or are you saying pre-order numbers for Starfield? Because for me, I think people pre-order for the convenience and the excitement and then they like, oh, I'm going to get all this extra stuff. I I actually think pre-orders are just fine industry-wide. 100% 100% says Swade. I want to know what the content loop is. I don't care about bull screenshots and faked gameplay. Right, right. 
Exactly. Exactly. Chris says, actually have much better performance out of my PS5 with my Nintendo Switch is hooked up to it. <laughs> there would be all these videos. You just hook it up to it, man. It'll make it run better. You mean across the gaming industry, Coral Reefer? I thought there were industry reports recently that came out that said pre-orders were, were, were actually had seen an uptick. They had seen an uptick. Because it's so easy. It's so convenient. You're like, oh... I'm going to get this, I'm going to get a pretty cape, a cooler car, a cooler ship, a gold watch, neat. And you know what you do? This is what is so hilarious about all those pre-order incentives. You don't even use them half the time, because the minute you see other people using it, you're like, eh, I don't want to look like everybody else, and you put it away. You know what I'm saying? This is one thing we've talked about recently where I believe NFT technology can be harnessed well not necessarily nft technology and i'm not being pro nft oh my gosh don't leave the stream give me a second to explain myself the technology they're using for randomly generated cosmetics in the realm of nfts i think video games should learn from that i think you should pre-order and get a randomly generated cosmetic so it's unique to your character i don't want nfts in video games just to be 100 perfectly clear I think NFTs are a terrible idea in the realm of video games. I think you're going to turn video games into like NFT trading hawk landscapes and wastelands. But you could take that idea and say, oh, hey, if you pre-order our game, randomly generated cosmetics will be given to you at launch. So you won't look like anybody else day one. And if you like it a lot, you can like keep it with you for the entirety of your gaming experience. Instead of being like, you can get the feather head cap or you can get the silver shield or whatever and you run around with it for like 20 minutes and you're like I don't want to wear I don't want to wear this right everybody's got this everybody's using this a random rolled pre-order cosmetic that's cool easy tech uh, that could be a thing well and and this is what I said with respect to NFTs, all these game companies are salivating in NFTs. It's like, instead of just salivating at the new idea and, and doing something that's probably arguably brain dead and bad for your product, why don't you harness the innovation and do something that actually generates value to the consumer instead of just jumping on the stupid train, right? The NFT train. Oh, let's do what everybody else is doing. And then everybody else has shot it down. Like, everybody's like, hey, we're going to do NFTs. And then two seconds later, like, just kidding, we're not doing it. You can actually connect your PlayStation to the Xbox's HDMI port. I'm, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. That's what it's there for. I can see that going badly. What if one player doesn't like their random cosmetic and cancels their pre-order? You wouldn't see the cosmetic until you're in-game. You wouldn't see your cosmetic until you're in-game. Kill you says exactly. I don't pre-order anymore. I do what I did with Elden Ring. I watch Lono play it, and if it's sick, I'll get it. Not worried about some pre-order bonus personally. Yeah, that's a great reason to subscribe to the channel. If you've never been here before, we do talk shows in the morning, and typically we try to do gameplay in the afternoons. So make sure you hit subscribe, the bell button. Uh, we're here Monday through Friday. I am safe for work. I, I've, I've let a couple swears fly when playing Elden Ring, and I'm, tr- I'm trying not to do that. I'm, I, I really want to commit to not doing that so people can watch and not worry. Uh, so make sure and hit subscribe. Hey, smash the like button as well. We're having a great turnout today, so it's good to see you. We cover variety gaming news here. Uh, we've covered a lot of Elden Ring. We'll be playing more Elden Ring this afternoon. Um, 
We'll be checking out a great game on Friday night over on First Look. Reforge First Look is a smaller channel where we take first looks at games. It's called Weird West, and we'll be taking a peek at that game, and that should be really enjoyable. So we appreciate everybody tuning in this morning. If you've enjoyed the conversation, hit sub and chime in in the chat. David says, hi, hello, how are you? David Hallow says, if Starfield has been done as well as Horizon Zero Dawn, it doesn't need gameplay if it's the same lack of innovation in some respects as a lot of Bethesda games. And that's what they seem to be touching on in all their dialogues. If you watch these videos or you read the interviews, the Starfield gameplay new details are all about hearkening back to a classic RPG, not like Fallout 4 and Fallout 76, hearkening back to like an old school RPG, deeper character customization and creation, and organic conversations. They want, like, the dialogue to feel real, not, like, super simplistic and dichotomous, like, punch him or become his best friend. Did you see Skillup's review of that game? No. What did he say? Is it it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? That might dictate what I do on Friday night. If he says it's garbage, then I might not want to waste my evening on it. If he says it's good, then, you know, I'll dive in. Um... Because if he doesn't like it, maybe we could do a Friday night first look of like, let's do squads in Fortnite, no building. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if we want to do that on first look, though. He gave it a thumbs down. Ah, dang it. I was kind of looking forward to jumping into an indie on Friday night. I do not recommend Weird West. Daggone it. I trust him. He and I are in sync. If he thumbs up a game or thumbs down a game, we I almost always agree with him. And I don't even, like, sub to him or, like, worship his content. But I every time I'm like, people are like, Skill Up said this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I said the same dadgum thing. Like, he and I are, you know, uh, what would be the, what would be the, what would be the, we're, we're instant. What's the word you would use? It's like a, it's like a colloquialism. It's a phrase about, like, spiritual, spirit, we're of the same spirit or mind about uh, Deathloop. What's up for Reforge Radio today? We are interviewing Gothics today about her spiritual journey. So we don't talk about like political, spiritual, cultural things here, but we talk about that stuff over on Reforge Radio. If you like the morning talk show over here, be sure to check out Reforge Radio. It's our larger channel, and we're trying to kind of turn that channel around and change its direction. So if you're like, man, I love the talk show vibe, we have a whole other talk show that we do in the afternoons. So we'll be interviewing Gothics this afternoon kindred spirits that's it thank you thank you kindred spirits yeah so i don't know what we're supposed to do then on friday night that was the game we were going to play that was the game we were going to check out i'll have to check out and see if there's anything else coming out that we could check out on friday night with that would be fun with like drinks you know still want to know what old school means i'm old so there's a lot i consider old school they said oblivion like go back to like oblivion rpg systems and they said that there's there's oblivion beats in starfield gameplay so like when you go through the starfield gameplay content loop you're gonna feel if you're familiar with oblivion you're gonna feel like oh it's similar to oblivion that's what they said loney the term you were looking for is bosom friends (laughs) Pillow friends, pillow friends. Um, so like cyberpunk, then nice when you play, you like cyberpunk when you playing next. I didn't say I like cyberpunk. I mean, you're not paying extra to get it, Harry. So it says sucks to suck. Oh, here's Harry. What's up, Harry? The game's value doesn't change post launch by pre-ordering. You take the risk of paying for a poor product. So if the incentive is to take that risk is RNG, that's not good. 
I was actually saying this, Harry. I was saying this. And I, you know what? I anticipated that pushback. I think the idea of giving people cosmetics as an incentive when they're pre-ordering, I think it's run its course because then everybody gets the exact same thing. Now, you might say, well, that's better because I know exactly what I'm getting, okay? But in the realm of cosmetics, what if, let's try it another way, Harry. What if it's a randomly generated cosmetic that you have infinite re-rolls on and then once it looks the way that you like it, you pick it. You're like, that's the one I want. So it doesn't just spit one out and it's like, sorry, it's pink with green stripes and it's friggin' hideous. And you're like, what? You would get to re-roll it until you like it. and But you only get one. After it's all said and done, you get the cosmetic one time with infinite re-rolls. Like you just keep hitting randomize, randomize, randomize. Like that could be maybe a good way of doing it. Some of the Oblivion RPG systems sucked, said Foxhound. Leveling up based on usage, but also tied to main stats, question mark, felt really hard to do what you wanted to unless you paid close attention to XP levels. Yeah, it didn't seem like they were basically going back and doing carbon copy of Oblivion. It sounded to me like what they were doing is they were taking beats and inspiration from Oblivion as opposed to taking beats and inspiration from Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. Kind of hurts that Oblivion's considered old school, but I'm good with that. How, why does that hurt? Oblivion, Oblivion release date here. We'll go to the other video. It's two, 2006. It upsets 2006. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> it's four years short of 20. You know, it's 16 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's old enough to drive. <laughs> it's a 16-year-old game. It's old, it's old enough to drive, bro. <laughs> we just keep looping these videos from the Beth- Beth- Bethesda channel because uh, they do have some concept art and some uh, in-engine in-engine capture. So, and it's and we're covering Starfield gameplay new details. There's new details about the gameplay. Um. 10 plus years of tech is literally boomer tier in the grand scheme. Right. (laughs) Oh, I'm getting so old, right? 24 years ago yesterday, StarCraft 1 released. Oh, golly. 16 years is ancient in technology. Yeah, that's pretty old. That's pretty old. What what do you guys want to do for Friday night first look? What do you guys want to do? How many people would come and play like no building Fortnite squads? Should we even consider doing that? I don't know. Maybe we should try that that game. Maybe we should get a group of people to buy that game, that ghost game. It's like prop hunt ghost hunting. Maybe we should do that. I just don't know if we're going to get enough people to buy it. It's a $20 game. It's also like potentially going to run terribly since it's just launching. If you're just tuning in, we're covering Starfield gameplay new details. There are sort of three categories that they covered recently in videos and interviews. Uh, basically saying they want to harken the game back to more classic RPG feel. Uh, like Oblivion, they want to give you significantly more character customization depth, and they want the conversations and dialogue in the game to feel organic. And so that is that's kind of what we're covering. There's also these uh, these these videos that they put out that we're looping and covering because there's concept art, there's engine capture, 
Uh, there's different things like that. So we're we're attempting to give you sort of a broad spectrum of the game here. And I'm asking the question in the thumbnail, right? Like, what is this game? They're still remaining pretty vague and still remaining pretty abstract about it. Uh, Fortnite was very fun. I won. Uh, we run in Fort again. Harry, I really like the no building, but solo is terrible because you fight bots for an hour, which is not satisfying. And then all of a sudden I was playing against guys that were just absolutely aim assisting it up. Like you could just tell they were on controller and it was so irritating. So like squads would be so much more fun because like you, you can bring each other back. You can res each other. You know what I mean? I realize it's ancient by tech standards, says Swade. It's the mentality. Doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Sway, do you remember playing Rise of the Triad on dial-up? Or was it dial-up? I forget how we did it. We used IP addresses. Do you remember playing Rise of the Triad? And then we weren't even we weren't even playing at one point. We were chatting about girls. Like girls that we liked or something. <laughs> do you remember that, Sway? <laughs> Same, I played solo so many bots. Yeah, it's like, I got a win, I got a couple top fives, and it was like, this is so boring, you know? I think duos and trios has slightly less bots. Yeah, I don't know. I played a ton of squads when it came out. It was so busted, was getting like 6,000 plus damage per game by myself. Uh, Valor and aim go crazy. Listen, if you guys can commit to a bunch of people tuning in Friday night, but we're going to do it on first look, I don't think I want to do it here, you know? I mean, we could do it here because Fortnite, you know, whatever they're calling it, zero build, would probably pull pretty good viewership, but I don't know if we want to do that. I'll brainstorm with Creature if we should do it here or over on First Look. We're wanting to move Friday nights over to First Look to show off new games with drinks and laughs, but obviously when something big happens, it might be worth doing it here. I thought we also played Rot on Local at a LAN party. We did. We did because we designed our own maps in Rise of the Triad. I remember that. If you guys are enjoying the show, do me a favor, smash that like button. That's a free way to support the channel. Let me do just like a brief commercial about ways you can support the channel. I've been streaming for over an hour now, so I don't like to do this very often, but we do not run ads during the live stream almost ever. Typically, I do it when I get up and leave to take a break. So consider doing a paid membership if you can. They start at $5 a month. It gets you a badge in the chat, emotes. If we do something like a Friday night, Fortnite or something, that's typically where we pull people from is from members in the Discord. So if you're wanting to do that, it's 5 bucks a month. It supports me directly. Down here in the corner are commands. We've got our own coffee. This is not a sponsor, by the way. If you like to drink coffee, I highly recommend trying out our light roast. Balanced acidity makes it very drinkable. The same flavor in a dark roast gives it like a more full-bodied feel, but... We maintain that balance acidity. It makes it drinkable as like a black uh, coffee or uh, some people have done uh, like cold brew. It takes creamer very well. And my wife and kids like bag it up and put thank you notes for you when you order that. You're supporting like a small business. So if you're a coffee drinker, you can use the coffee commander. Go to ragelessroast.com. I'm also always wearing a t-shirt from 80s Tees, rocking a uh, Transformers uh, Soundwave uh, shirt today, and then the displays behind me, and then if you like blue light blocking glasses, I'm wearing Gunner Optics. So, glasses, shirt, 
Displate. Those are all of the various ways you can support the channel directly. The best way to support is just a subscribe bell button. Be here throughout the week, listening, lurking, hitting the like button. Take the poll, chime in in chat. All of those things communicate to YouTube that you're enjoying the show. Uh, and we would love to see membership go up if you can consider doing that. If you can't do a membership, do all the other things that help the channel. Let's get 300 likes and just keep seeing those sub milestones hit. Um, I grew up on Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Is this new pics or an old stream? Would like to see what you saw. They did two videos. They did one recently and they did some interviews about gameplay details. Um, and that's what we're doing. Uh, okay, okay, creature. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 we definitely want to stick to the plan over on, on, on first look. It's just, just new games. So if we decide to do like a members Fortnite, you know, thing this Friday, um, we could do that. We've done that before, and it's really, it's really driven membership numbers. When we did it with Halo. Uh isn't first look for you to check out games uh, not skill up yeah but I don't want to waste my Friday night if he gives a game a thumbs down I'm not wasting my Friday night on it that's that's not that's not worth doing right that's not worth doing as far as the the new de- the starfield gameplay uh, new details um, what is this thing doing the new details that they outlined are with respect to uh hang on a second i'm having trouble with the videos here there we go in these videos they show some artwork they show concepts they show some in-engine capture right and they also cover in an interview and these videos there's sort of three categories um they, they want to go back to like more old school RPG systems and we don't know exactly what that looks like but they did say there'll be beats from Oblivion and it won't really be like Fallout 4 or Fallout 76 they said they use the same technology they use for photo capturing environments they use that same technology for what people will look like to give you far more options in character creation and then Howard, Todd Howard says with the dialogue, it feels like you're having a conversation where you're actually trying to persuade somebody. As far as the new system in dialogue, I think it's definitely one of the most successful we've had. He's also talked about the upgrade in the engine being the, like that's the one big thing that they really push for with advancements. Just saying versus people, uh, what your opinions on things. Right, but like, Friday night's supposed to be fun and lighthearted, not me playing a game that I've already been told is bad. You know what I mean? If it's bad in like a funny way, it could be entertaining. But if it's bad because it's just like a bad game, that's not entertaining. Especially if I'm throwing back a couple of drinks. Like, I'm just going to get grumpy. New Sony Studio Fire Sprite is making a triple A horror game in Unreal Engine 5. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> play the new Kirby game. When did that launch? Yeah, we could play the new Kirby game. That might be kind of funny. When have you not made a bad game hilarious? Yeah, but there's a difference between a bad game being made hilarious and a bad game being frustrating. 
We need 40 more likes for this li- for this video to hit 300 likes. If you guys haven't done so yet, please make sure and smash that button. It does help the video both while we're live as well uh, as when we're not live. The new Kirby game looks so good. When did it launch? When did it launch? What's it called? It's called Kirby the Forgotten Land. It released on March 25th, so it's only a week old. Uh, it's only a week old. I don't know, man. Nintendo always freaks me out. Nintendo always freaks me out. Maybe we should do that. We could check and see what the interest is on that. Like, has there been sustained interest in Kirby the Forgotten Land gameplay? <laughs> right? Kirby uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land gameplay. Let's see. Let's see how it's doing here. Let's see what people are doing. This guy crushed it six days ago, five days ago, eight days ago, 17 hours ago. Okay, okay, okay. It's not doing too bad. Four days ago, five days ago, eight days ago, five days ago. It's kind of crushing. It's kind of crushing. Maybe we should do that. Because it kind of doesn't matter over on first look, right? Like first looks like like a little baby channel. You know what I mean? Kirby's amazing. I bought it for my daughter. Kirby Endgame was getting Elden Ring hard memes. Oh, was it really? <laughs> Do they like you streaming their games? Nintendo's iffy. I, they've they've lightened up. They've definitely lightened up on people covering and streaming their games. They certainly have. Oh, now you want to play Kirby? You asked me to, and I've been too busy. You're acting like I didn't get back from Florida and my schedule's been jacked up. I literally haven't had time to record any gameplay of anything. I didn't say I didn't want to play it. I said I wanted to play it. I haven't had time. When have I had time? I spent all day with uh, with Andrew Schwab helping him get his setup going, and then we recorded an episode. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen on my Saturday either. It's just been, it's been crazy since I got back in town. Hey, Lono, love the content. Yesterday's radio stream was great. Thank you. Let's check the poll here. Starfield gameplay. Do they need to show gameplay before launch? 89% have said yes. 11% have said no. If you said no, especially if you're a newer subscriber today, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you have to say. I think Beer Barbarian was in chat. He's a newer sub and he said some stuff and I didn't respond to him. I always try to respond to new subs if you hit that sub button and you chime in in chat and i don't respond to you try again i do my absolute best to keep my eye on the new sub list and respond to new folks because we appreciate you being here and being part of the conversation um okay finally got myself a ps5 should i upgrade elden ring I don't know, man. I wasn't going to even attempt to, to, to switch to the PS5 version until they did another quality pass. They haven't really done one since that first first week. They haven't done one since then. They've done bug fixes since then and balancing. What do you think of an interview about MMO structures and the inner workings with Josh Strife Hayes? On Reforge Radio, we I don't want to do gaming. I don't want to do game content on Reforge Radio. Like, like literally zero. Right? It would take like a developer doing something like insane, like go woke, go broke, or something. Like coming out and just saying something incredibly stupid for me to cover it on radio. Like I don't want to mention Bungie over there. I don't want to mention any of that. I that we have zero desire to cover gaming over there. 
over here, I'm not really set up to do interviews. I have 280 hours in the PS5 version of Elden Ring and I've had zero performance issues. I switched and immediately saw frame skips. So I was like, nah. (laughs) I get no frame skips on the PS4 version. I literally, because you can convert your save and like test it out, but you can't go back the other way, right? Is there a place for interviews here? Curious. I mean, maybe... Maybe I don't know. I like Josh Strife Hayes. I think I think he's I think he's a handsome man. You know, I think he's quite charming. A little, a little bit of a crush on him, but uh, I'm just kidding. The I, I just don't know. I I don't. I absolutely do not like doing content around other people unless it's like super convenient. And radio is super convenient. It's like three in the afternoon, right? It's like three in the afternoon. And here it's like asking somebody to get, you know hop on the show early morning. I don't know. I miss morning chats and call-ins. Yeah, the problem with call-ins is it was just, it was too much of a headache and too much of a quality killer. You know what I mean? I heard handsome man. Are we talking about Jason Momoa? No, 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 no. It's 100% playable. Frame skips are not going to be a cause of you losing a fight. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I don't want to play a game with frame skips. I didn't buy a PlayStation 5 to have frame skips. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. And frame skips will cause you to lose a fight. It it messes up the immersion. It throws things off. If you think frame stutters and frame skips don't mess with you in a fight, you're either terrible at the game or you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but you literally have zero clue what you're talking about or you're so bad at the game, you're like failing so much that a frame skip doesn't matter. Make a high-level player do a wretch no-hit fight, level one no-hit fight on a machine doing frame skips and ask them if it doesn't affect their gameplay. Ask them. Ask them to do that. Be like, here you go, bro. Here you go, bro. Sorry, I was talking to the dude who asked about the PS5 version. Yeah, I tried the PS5 version and I was getting little frame skips. Get a, get a guy to do a level one wretch, no hit fight, and be like, here, played on this system. It has frame skips every once in a while. It's not frame pacing, it's just a frame skip, just a little stutter. Shouldn't mess with your gameplay. Of course it's going to mess with your gameplay. It's going to throw you off. To be fair, your morning is the afternoon for Josh. Okay. Oh, fine. Call him. I don't know. At least the frame skips the entire game is skipping, but pacing is completely detrimental. Frame skips almost screwed me in the last boss. I think I've been reading that most people on PS5 have been sticking to the PS4 version. Yeah, I stuck to the PS4 version. I booted it up. PS5 version. I did one spin test and I got like three frame skips. I was like, F it. Went back. Why would I do that? Why would I play an inferior version of the game? Because it looks marginally prettier. Like maybe a little bit prettier. Why? It's not noticeable. It isn't noticeably different. I, I mean, it is noticeable if you do side by side, but like, I was like, yeah, I can tell a little bit. You did well navigating that topic on radio yesterday. I wouldn't have touched it if I had been you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. The comments on our content over there have been really, really encouraging. People are like, man, you're like, you, 
this is this is good content they're like you you do this you do this well and I, I said before I, I said before we launched that project I said I felt ill-equipped I was like listen I know I can debate gaming I know I can run circles around topics in gaming right but but that landscape can get a little treacherous if you're new and you're tuning in for Starfield gameplay, New details emerged from some interviews and some videos. This has got some concept art and some engine capture footage in it. And we're talking about those new details. If you got questions, feel free to put them in the chat. Make sure and hit subscribe. That way you don't miss our streams throughout the week. We do variety gaming news coverage here. And uh, we're covering Starfield today. We'll be doing some Elden Ring gameplay later as well. It's pretty solid content. I'm glad I'm subbed over there. Well, thank you. To be frank, the fact that the PS5 runs like that is unacceptable. The new gen stuff should be supreme. It has nothing to do with the PlayStation, though. That's what's so irritating. It's an engine level thing. You know what I mean? 200 hours on my second playthrough, and I've had zero issues on the PS5. Listen, I don't want to be rude, but it's not that you've had zero issues, it's that you've not noticed them. They happen, right? You've not played for 200 hours on a PS5 and had zero issues with frame rate. That simply isn't true. It's baked into the game. It is happening. You're not noticing it. I'm not trying to be condescending or pedantic, but there's a pretty significant difference between being like, I don't really notice it or I don't I don't really see it and being like, it's not happening. Like technically speaking, it is happening. You just aren't seeing it. It took me 10 seconds to have an issue. It, and it's, so it's not like you have a better PS5 than me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to sound like uh, some purist or some like, I'm not trying to be like condescending, like you're just too stupid to see it. It's just like a lot of people don't see the frame issues. Maybe you're playing on a big TV. Maybe you're lounged back on your couch. Maybe it's just less noticeable. When I play on my monitor in my setup here, I immediately notice it. And I'm like, nope, going back. I'm going back. Do you like Elden Ring on PC? I've not gone back to try on PC. I haven't. To see if they've made it any better. I must have a really low bar when it comes to playability. Then the PS5 version has been great for me. Everything has been playable. The grass popping in is a little annoying. Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I genuinely think there are people that just don't see it. <clears throat> and I don't want that to sound mean. Like, you're, you're dumb or something. Like, that's not what it is. It's... It's like the frames per second discussion. People that get accustomed to 30 frames per second, they don't give a literal frick about 60 frames per second. Why? Because they're used to 30 and they don't care. But once you get used to 60, you can't go back. Does that mean if you're used to 60, you're more observant, smarter, or better than those people? No, they just haven't really... They've not been to the promised land, okay? And that doesn't... I don't say that to be mean, but like... Until you've experienced 60 frames per second consistently, you don't really notice the problems with 30, okay? When you're used to 30, it's not a big deal. I think this is a similar issue. Unless you're playing in a setup where it's, like, super noticeable... Listen, another thing is, I notice that stuff instantly. Do you want to know why? Because I am obsessive about quality control on my streams. I spent hours curating and tweaking my mic sound. I want my mic to sound amazing, okay? That's why if I'm ever on a podcast or if I'm ever doing something with somebody else, you'll immediately notice a difference in mic quality unless they've done the same thing that I have. Why? Because I want the mic to be literally as excellent as possible because that's one of the driving things you're tuning in for, okay? I've done the same thing with video capture. When I capture gameplay, 
I want it to be as good as technically possible. So I notice every every frame skip, every pop-in, every stutter. I notice all of it. So I think I'm just at a different level of observance, which makes me probably more persnickety. I'm like, oh, golly, what the frick was that? It shouldn't be skipping like that, right? It doesn't mean that... I'm smarter, better, or whatever. It's just I notice it, man. And some of it's some of it's an obsessive thing that I immediately notice a skip or a stutter. It's not about not seeing it; uh, it's about it not mattering. I've never lost a boss fight because of performance on PS5. I, I, but again, that's not. I, 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 it, it matters to me, and I guarantee you. Have you ever watched me play Elden Ring? It would 100% make me lose fights. Cause they'd be like, "What was that frame stutter?" Dead. Like it would immediate. It, it immediately causes like a a disruption in flow. The thirty FPS thing is one hundred percent real. My girlfriend and I are playing Wonderland. She's on PS4. Looking at her screen is like a nightmare. Oh, it looks like it looks like a flip book. Remember when you would do like flip books in school? It looks like a flip book. It's like oh, it's like it's shaking. If you have a FreeSync supported device, once VRR comes out, it'll be a non-issue pretty much. As long as there's no frame pacing issues and it's merely like a stutter and a skip and VRR glosses over it so I can't see it, you're probably correct. Because VRR hides it from you. Personally, anything above 60 FPS looks the same for me besides some unique situations. 60 to 120 is noticeable to some people. Above 120 is noticeable to even less. 30 to 60 is undeniable. Did you have any stutters with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? It starts stuttering about 30 minutes in. I'm on the Series X. My wife and I thought it was because we were running split screen, and I just thought, yeah, split screen's a little bit, you know, render render heavy. You're rendering two, two games, basically. And so I assumed it was because we were on split screen, but I had two different people, and now you're the third, say, hey, are you getting stut- like stuttering and skipping in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands on the Series X? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And... Uh, Real King Salty had it and somebody in the comment section also had it so you're the third person to say that and these were people not on split screen they were just having the experience I did notice a switch to 120 but it wasn't as big yeah going down from 120 to 60 doesn't feel like like sludge exactly Elden Ring on the Series X has been really smooth on my LG C1 display due to yeah 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 VRR technology is hiding it from you just know that it's happening you just aren't seeing it. You see what I'm saying? It just VRR is hiding it from you. It's at a technical engine level. It is happening. Now, as long as it's not frame pacing, if you don't notice it, it's not going to throw you off in a fight. You need to understand what I'm saying, right? Like that sounded mean. You like I'm I'm trying to be clear here. VRR hiding frame stutters. You probably will not have it mess with your gameplay because it's not a pacing issue. A pacing issue is going to jack up iframes and animations. A stutter or a frame drop will not, especially if VRR hides it. But it is still happening. Is Elden Ring and Tiny Tina's on DirectX 12? Oh, you know what? I think Tiny Tina's is on DirectX 12. But you can't turn that off on the Xbox. I think you can drop it down to DirectX 11 on PC. I think you can. If you could drop it down to DirectX 11 on the Xbox, it would probably fix those issues. But I don't think they give you that ability.
There's a difference between a streamer and a normal gamer. Streamers will be much more critical against frame rate. Maybe not streamer, but like we're more. No- we just notice those things more because we obsess. Well, not everybody, but a lot of streamers. I'm one of those streamers. We obsess over uh, over quality. I don't want it to look bad. I don't want it to skip and look like crap. I don't want it to. Have we hit 300 likes yet? We're getting kicked. We were getting kicked right off the runner after an hour and 15. It did it to us yesterday. YouTube's experimenting with something. They keep shooting us out of a cannon and then leaving us. They did it yesterday too. Star Wars, they didn't do that with us. Star Wars, we crushed it for two and a half hours straight. They're, I think they're experimenting with live stream discoverability, and it's it's fiddling with what with our momentum. So I'm gonna I'm gonna quit with the I'm gonna quit with the the videos. Uh, if you're new and tuned in for Starfield gameplay, new details, hit sub, ask questions in the chat. I'll be I'll be sure to answer your questions. I had a breakdown this morning. The first six minutes of this video is everything that you're probably looking for. 733 votes on the poll. Starfield gameplay, do they need to show gameplay before launch? I'm of the opinion that they do. Apparently, they're going to be showing significant amounts of gameplay in the summer. Um, In the summer. And... Uh, <coughs> It is, um, it's one of those things where apparently a lot of people defended it this morning. I I don't know where you guys are on the spectrum here, but a lot of people were like, it's totally fine. This is Bethesda. This is how they do it. They're vague. They're abstract. They don't show us lots of things. I actually think they're going to need to show a little bit more maybe than usual. And I think that's what somebody said this morning. We're actually getting more than we typically do with these journals and these blogs and these videos or you know what I'm saying these dev updates and I think some of that's because of Fallout 76 new glasses I've actually had these glasses for a while they're gunner optics um can I get the camera to focus on it that'd be amazing oh look at that yeah they're gunner optics uh blue light blocking if you want to use a glasses command that supports me if you order anything from there they also have sunglasses if you don't really care for blue light blocking glasses summer starts June 21st could come before summer I mean, if you want to be rigid about the summer with a calendar, sure. But I think a lot of people would say, you know, as soon as we're in June, it's summer. You know what I mean? People use that kind of generically, do they not? You know? Like, the last like the last week of May and the first week of June for some people, like, yeah, we're getting into summer. I know you look at the calendar and would say different, but I, you know what I'm saying? I think as far as, like, a time of the year, sometimes people use that. Now... For reveals and stuff, maybe not. Maybe not. Forspoken has a November 11th release date as well as Starfield. I'm calling it now. Starfield gets pushed and Forspoken covers the date. I actually think both get delayed. Those glasses are very affordable. Yeah, yeah. There's a variety of ways to support the stream. You can buy a pair of glasses. You can buy a t-shirt from 80s Tees. Use code LONO for 30% off. You can buy a disc plate. Um, it would it would be amazing. If anybody's been holding off on disc plate, like, get a bunch of you to do it at once. They, uh, yeah. We need to order our own, and then I'll, I'll, I'll speak maybe a little bit more frankly about some things. <laughs> you really think Forspoken gets pushed again? Yeah. This blue joystick looks good. Thank you, Helix. Double delay on Forspoken. Yeah, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think Starfield gets delayed as well. 
Lamau, nope, Starfield is coming out for Spoken will be pushed. No, I think they both get delayed. I think they both get delayed. I think fourth quarter of this year is so precarious. June 21st is September 22nd, but we call summer break mid-May to August for school. Yeah, I mean, everybody just uses it as like a generic term for a lot of the, a lot of the times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lono trying to get the incentive bonus? No. No. I... We just we just need to order some of our own displates and then I'll like I said I'll be a little bit more frank and, and public about some things. So but for now it would it would be it would be helpful if people, you know, ordered some. But I understand that most people shifted their support to either a membership, double membership, or coffee, which those are the absolute best ways to support. Membership and coffee are the best ways. Followed by t shirt, then glasses, then display. Only thing I care about in quarter four is Fallen Order 2. Everything else can F off. You think Fallen Order 2 is coming quarter four? Harry? Starfield is 100% complete, says Jason. 2022 was extra time to polish, according to some people. Okay. So, okay, you, so you think it's basically done. Starfield date was set to polish more and bug zap as much as possible. Okay. Okay. I want to reforge display. Yeah, we're working on it. I think I need to send creature the joystick. I keep I, I forgot to do that. Outside of that, I think we have everything we need to do it. It's supposed to, says Harry. Fallen Order 2 happens in the spring of 23. I have severe doubts that Jedi Fallen Order 2 is coming this holiday. Severe doubts. Severe doubts. Bought a couple more displays yesterday for my birthday. Wait, did you use my code, Angry? I'm sorry, did you use my link, Angry Pete? And, like, if you use my link, did you get a discount? I said, yes, sir. Okay. Uh. Huh. Okay. You used the link and got a discount. Cool. All we know about Fallen Order 2 is that they have initially said it was aimed for quarter 4, 2022 in the reveal before E3, but it's been a while since we heard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Starfield is full of fully playable from start to finish. Release date is firmly set in stone. That was last year. So when he said release date firmly set in stone, was he referring to this year? Like the release date we have right now, Eugene, is that the release date being referred to in that article? I'm extremely interested. Because I, I don't know. I'm, it, it has nothing to do with Bethesda, and it has nothing to do with Starfield. It has everything to do. It has everything to do with the fourth quarter. Like I just immediately get doubtful. I'm like anything fourth quarter, probably not. Probably not launching. Like that's just been my attitude for a while. It, it has nothing. Like nothing against. Seriously, 
nothing against Bethesda and nothing against Starfield. This isn't some like anti. I know you guys think I'm like some kind of a Sony fanboy, like I'm anti Xbox. I would love to have an amazing game uh, to play on my Xbox Series X. You know, this holiday season, especially with you guys, like stream it, chop it up, slice it up. You know, is it any good? Um, but, but I would say that fourth quarter is what makes me nervous. It just makes me nervous. November, 2022. Okay. So back last year, Todd Howard was like, no, yeah, game is done. Game's done. And the... The game is playable start to finish. It's launching next year. And we're polishing it, basically. We delayed it to polish it. See, that's what's in... That, like, so, I'm actually curious if there's people right now that have Starfield gameplay under embargo. Like, how many YouTubers are sitting on Starfield gameplay right now? That's what I want to know. And is that going to be... Is is the summer going to be the big push? Are they going to go nuts and just start releasing vids everywhere? You know what I mean? You're just realistic like me. I would love an actual reason to buy an Xbox, uh, like, good games. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. Three bags of dark roast to AKA B. That's my man, Abe. <laughs> Abe is the absolute man. Like, I actually am, I really want to work on that. Like, at a spiritual level, like, I really want to be a little bit more in, in control. I'm dead serious. Like, it, for my own, for my own spiritual journey, maturity, and like, growth as a man of faith, I'm like, I can't be, I can't be lo- like, losing it like this. I gotta be more in control of myself, you know? Elden Ring just immediately brings that side of me out. I, I gotta work on it, man. <laughs> we'll be taking prayer breaks in the middle of Elden Ring. Like, man's got man's got to get right. He just totally lost it. <laughs> just totally ripped into a viewer. <laughs> called the called a viewer the B word. East Coast Overlord with a five dollar tip. Adaptive refresh rate screens are a lifesaver. Ever since I got my G Sync monitor, it makes frame dips below one forty four palatable. I now only notice big dips. Thank you for the five dollar tip. You can rage out at me whenever you want. I'd be asking for it. You do kind of ask for it. You stick your chin out, hoping it gets punched sometimes. Thoughts on Returnal, especially knowing it will come to PS service. Returnal's uh, one of the greatest games made in the last couple of years. It's my game of the year. Artistically brilliant. Mechanically mechanically uh, innovative. Uh, brave. Ambitious. Absolutely brilliant. Work of art. Game of the year. Way better. Way better than almost all of the other nominations. It Takes Two deserved to win because it was also equally innovative, creative, uh, and brave to do a purely co-op game. Uh, you know, uh, that was that was pretty ambitious. And they basically put like five games in one. Uh, did you beat it? I did. I haven't beat it, beat it. You have to beat it like a couple of times to beat it, beat it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, did a full run through. It's actually a pretty legendary moment on this channel that I, I we, we ran it through all the way. Boss, boss three. First time I saw Biome Three's boss beating my first try and ran all the way from there. Oh no, that's not true. That's not true. First time I ever faced Biome Three boss, I beat him first try. And then the first time I ever saw the Biome Four boss, I beat him first try. And after I beat the Biome Four boss, I ran all the way to to the end of the game. It was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. Better than Deathloop? You tripping? 
I could trip and be better than Deathloop. You're right. Like, yeah, it's not hard to be better than Deathloop. Due to delay for polish makes me even more hype. I'm all for waiting uh, if it's so dial if it's to dial something in. That's also why I'm okay with minimal content showing. I get that, Noberto. I'm telling you, drunk Elden Ring for Friday. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know, bro. I don't know. We're getting too far in Elden Ring for me to do that. We're getting too far. We could just stone sword key farm and just go get them all. But I don't know. I feel like the wheels are kind of falling off on Friday nights on this channel. We got to move it over to first look. This channel's too getting too big and too too rhythmic and successful to, to do crappy Friday night streams. Like, not crappy Friday night streams. That sounds awful. But like, bad, bad turnout. Like, we crush it all week and then to throw up a super weak Friday night is just not a good idea. YouTube punishes you for that. Because that video sits on the channel all weekend. And then I hit Monday morning and YouTube's like, eh, you know, maybe we won't be as nice to your channel. Because <laughs> you screwed up on Friday night. What the frick did you do? And it's like, well, we're a Monday through Friday channel. That's why we're a Monday through Friday morning channel. That's our that, morning afternoon. So you boot up on a Friday night and like we, we, we fall flat on our face a lot of the times. You know? The core audience doesn't show up, not because they're not interested, but because they're not on YouTube at that time. So it's bad for the channel. Little might drunkenly stumble onto the next main story, boss. Shh. <laughs> Brian East says, The game is completely ready and playable a year ago, but we can't show you gameplay because we need to wait six months before date. No disrespect for Bethesda, but I need something. Oh, I get it. I get it. It's funny, I actually traded my death loop for Returnal. You sound like you sound like a man of class and wisdom. <laughs> you sound like a genius. I traded Deathloop for Returnal. Yes, you did. Yes, you should have. Deathloop was one of the most boring games to watch due to zero difficulty. I thought it was a sloppy mess. Core audience is trying to actually play games. Right, like I get it. It's your Friday night. You're with the missus. You're with your man. You're with your cat. You're with your dog. You're with your boys. You're you're with your kids. Whatever. I get it. I 100% get it. And if we're trying to fit a round peg in a square hole, maybe not. Maybe just move it over to first look. First look has like 2,000 subs. So we'll go over there have the same group of people show up and pull decent decent views for that channel and it'll help that channel. Does that make sense? Doing Friday nights on the other channel means you could play and do whatever you want, at least for now. You could really just farm a newish audience. That's exactly right. We could find new people and that channel will probably get help by Friday nights. It's like when we moved the live show over here. We moved it to a channel where it would flourish. Friday nights needs to go to a channel where it can flourish. You know? So make sure you're subscribed to First Look. Reforge, First Look. This is Reforge Gaming. We got Reforge Radio, and we have Reforge Updates. You can be subscribed to all or some of my channels. They all have different offerings. <coughs> Just sit and wait. Just you wait. Wait until. I only don't show up on Friday nights because Friday night and the weekend is my game time. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, you know, I throw you up on the PC while I play. It's, I totally get it. I totally get it. I do not expect it. It's not something that I feel entitled to. Like, why won't you guys throw up? Like, I, that's not, that's, that is not at all my posture. It's pure, it's pure strategy. You know what I mean? Their morning or afternoon, your beer's Friday night. Yeah. 
I hate how people have to dance like a monkey for the algorithm. It's a shame. It's There's two sides to the coin, my man. There's two sides to the blade. Because you can do it. And if you do it well, you you can have success. Right? It's like, it's like abiding by the rules of chess and becoming a chess master. You know? It limits what you can do. But if you can navigate it, it brings success. You know? It can be frustrating at times, for sure. Which channel is Creatures Wait Until Remix posted to? I tweeted that. We didn't put it on any of the channels. If absolutely nothing is good on 420, you should cover the VR showcase. No, that's alright. If you guys are tuning in right now for Starfield gameplay new details, we outlined... Uh, we outlined them this morning. 80stees.com and use code LONO for 30% uh, percent off. This guy said he liked my shirt. Thank you. Um, ask purple streamers how, how they feel about the lack of an algorithm. That's exactly right. Like, there's zero discoverability on that platform. That's why that platform's got a a, a short life cycle. Well, no. No, it'll have a great life cycle once they start putting adult content on there. They'll, 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 that channel, that platform's about to explode. It's about to have a second explosion. Fortnite Explosion was, like, their second explosion. Like, boom! And then they're about to have another one. And it's gonna be adult content. Anytime you guys show up late to one of my streams, if you want to know exactly what the framework of the discussion is, you can always rewind at the beginning of the stream. So in the beginning of the stream, I did like a five-minute breakdown of the Starfield gameplay, new details, and it breaks down into three categories. Uh, A deeper, more old-school-style RPG, uh, a deeper sense of character customization, and... The a more organic dialogue system where it's going to supposed to feel like a real conversation. We also looped some of their own videos and just kind of looked at their um, their in-game engine capture and concept art. There just isn't a lot of Starfield gameplay viewable right now. Even the in-engine stuff is likely not actual gameplay. So we're looking to the summer to really start to see some of that gameplay show up. That's what the poll at the top of the chat is about. Starfield gameplay. Do they need to show gameplay before launch? pretty much a 90-10 split. Most everybody's saying, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literal explosions. That's right. That's right. It's a shame that your favorite band has to make music their fans like. Uh, They're dancing to an algorithm, essentially. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. I really wish, man, speaking speaking of favorite bands, I really wish Magic Sword would whitelist all their stuff on YouTube. It's so convoluted to be like, it's whitelisted for live streaming on purple, but not over here. It's just so dadgum convoluted. It's like, yeah, it's totally fine to, you know, play our music and make money and ad revenue while you're on purple, but not on YouTube. It's like, the frick are you doing? Whatever. If the minute, the minute they whitelist their stuff, we would be, we'd be back on their playlist. My gosh, their music's phenomenal. Um, this synthwave playlist that we used from uh, we used from Stream Tunes, which is like Devin Nash's stuff, I think is wonderful. It's you know six and a half hours worth of music. It gets us through a you know a couple hours stream every morning, and it sounds great. But man, that Magic Sword stuff is golly. 
Can you ask by a license? No, their label handles it. So they're so basically when you stream on YouTube, like that stuff's handled at a label level. So their label's just like, no, we want the money. They just immediately demonetize videos with with Magic Sword in them. Like, you know what's irritating? It's really irritating because they assured me that they were going to whitelist my YouTube channel, and I bought merch and was going to promote their merch and their music and their stuff. And then they were like, oh, sorry, we can't whitelist channels on YouTube. Our label doesn't allow for that. And I wanted to be like, cool. Do you mind refunding all this crap I bought? Like, when you told me you were going to do that, I literally said, dope, I'm going to order some merch and really promote you guys. I don't know. I thought it was pretty shady dealings. It was like, you know. I'm out 50 bucks of merch. Not not a huge deal, but it was like, I did this in good faith. You said you were going to do this, and now you're now you're not. You know, you gave me assurances you were going to be able to do this, and, and you're not doing it. So, I don't know. I was irritated with them. It's not, it's not necessarily their fault, but I just thought it was bad form. Thought it was bad form. That could be because they do, they don't have the music on the adult site, so they allow it over there. Well, the adult site doesn't have, or Purple doesn't have like this, they don't have a content ID, ID database the way that YouTube does. That's why they, that's why they can't do it. You know what I mean? Another 10 years and maybe it'll get fixed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to take a brief break and hit some ads. Consider supporting the channel in all the free ways by smashing like, smashing subscribe. We are going to get into some Elden Ring gameplay here in a little bit. Uh, we covered the Starfield gameplay new details. Uh, make sure and support the stream in all the other ways that you can. These con- these like little commands that cycle down here. Uh, you can become a paying member to the channel with get a get a badge and emotes. You can order some coffee, a t-shirt, display. All those things support me. So I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Oh, I'm back, chat. That's the issue with music and labels. They basically have zero rights about their own music. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It, it feels like they need, there needs to be some level of, you know, industry adaptation, but the problem is, is they have no financial reason to. Like, the music industry has been doing, you know, surprisingly well. Um, with the with the push to, uh, to, to to digital and the way they manage the rights and the way they kind of hold everything, so it's like there is uh, there there right now. Sadly, there's no economic motivation for them to change. That that'll be um, the time they that'll be the only time they do it. The nightmare inside. Let me check this game out. The Nightmare Inside releases on April the 1st. Offering me a code. The game will be available from April 1st. Okay. I just realized that we're going to... I don't know. We're going to have to switch the linked channel that we have there. Because I'm getting all these these key offers, but it's like for games that I would never play on this channel so we're in the same situation we were before like we're getting key offers on games like hey you want to check out our game I'm like yeah on my smaller channel like you know what I mean selling uh, the rights as a broadcast license is easy enforcement is not I feel like it wouldn't be that hard though because what you would do is you would use the content ID and you would just basically whitelist a channel once they have the thing like you know what I'm saying like like that's what Devin Nash's guys did they submitted me and my channels to a whitelist and so when content ID hits I'm good you can do the same thing right now with um oh what's the what's the monkey uh, guys that, that do music shoot it's copyright free music they have a um Oh, dadgummit. I can't think of their name. I can see their little logo. Their little logo is like a monkey. Oh, and they gave me like a gold subscription. They do the same thing. You submit your channel's ID on the back end of their, on their website, and if you play their music, you're fine. You're in the clear. So it already exists. It's already being done at like smaller levels. These like small organizations are, uh, no, not Bloodhound Gang. It's an it's a place that like gives has copyright free music. I forget their name. I swear it's got monkey in the name. I swear it does. Um. Ah. Monkey Gold membership copyright free. It's not Media Monkey. I can't think of who it is. That's going to drive me crazy. Uh, gold membership, copyright free music. Who does that? Oh, golly. Funhound Step. No. Deft One coming in and doing a new membership. Thank you so much for doing that. We greatly appreciate that. Um, 
Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Uh, that's our first new member of the day. We should do like a 10 new member goal every day that like unlocks something on the channel. I don't even know. That's what we should do. Just little, little, little 10 members here, little 10 members there. Do a little unlock on the channel. Yeah, you got a joystick now. You're looking good. Seems like a logistical nightmare to track who all has the rights to whose music and through what platforms to play it. No, it's it's not though, Eugene. It's it's that people are doing it right now. Monster Cat. That's what it was. It's not a monkey. Monster Cat. It, it, it's it looks like a monkey, but I don't. I guess it's not. It's a it's a cat. Yeah, it's a little cat. Sorry. Um. Anyway, anyway, Monster Cat does it. Uh, Stream Tunes does it. They they they, li- they literally literally do it. They literally let you play their music, and when it hits the content ID, they're like, "No, that channel's totally fine." And when you don't have one of their memberships, you can't play their music. There are they're already doing it. Single bands? No, Monster Cat is literally a collection of music. You go to their website. And you can pay for a certain tier of membership with single creators. Yeah, I can go to their I can go to their website. I can pay for a membership, and it whitelists my channel to play all the music. So they use Content ID. It, it hits the Content ID, and they're like, and then it hits their database, and they're like, nope, that channel's whitelisted. Gold membership. They're good. They're fine. Don't hit them. Like a bunch of that has all the Rocket League music. Yeah, that stuff's on there. There's tons of stuff on there. That's what I mean. It's like I, the, the the like. There's no economic reason to do it. Like, Monster Cat has um, our brands. They have Uncaged, Instinct, Silk, latest releases. Our artists, our playlists. Uh, use our music. Gold. Unlock gold. Monster Cat Gold is an individual music licensing subscription that gives memberships across to thousands of high quality songs to use in creative content. You can sync with partnerships, discover unique partnerships and diverse audiences that have embraced the Monster Cat brand. Now take that further. You want to play Taylor Swift. Right. And what you would do is you would use it's real simple. You would use the outlets that already exist. So you would use Spotify and Amazon Music, okay? And you would funnel the money through them and you could pay for a certain tier, all right? So what you would do is you would say, "All right, I'm going to pay for this tier here." And this is the this is the gr- this is the big hits and singles tier. So I go to a playlist on Spotify or Amazon Music, it's all curated and it's just big hits and singles and I can play those songs and I'm fine. It'll 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 hit the content ID and then my license will be like, "No, that guy's totally fine." They'll be like, "Nope." He's that that channel's whitelisted. He's totally fine. That playlist is curated and approved and everything else, right? And so you would and again, this would take work. So there would have to be an economic reason for them to do it. They'd have to be able to make money on it. Okay, all right, hang on. I'll text her creature. Um can you 
DM, uh, DM me a high res photo in Discord. Uh, for thumbnail. Feels like Red Relay need to get with the new times. How does the content ID know you're playing through Spotify and not Prime? Well, but that's what you would do. But that's the thing, Eugene, is just like how you go to monstercat.com and you pick a membership there. It wouldn't matter where I'm playing the music. You you know what I'm saying? If I paid for that at Spotify, why would I go to Amazon Music and play it? I'd be an idiot. No, I paid for it on Spotify and they'd be like, here's your playlist that you can use. It's curated and it's all cleared. That's the enforcement issue? No, it's not. If I'm doing it through Spotify, why would I go to Amazon Music? Who do you pay then? I would pay Spotify and then Spotify would be doing some type of a revenue share with the labels. Like I said, it'll only happen if the labels can make money on it. That's the big hang up. If the labels can figure out a way to make money on this, they would make it happen because YouTubers and content creators and podcasts and all of this, it's a continually growing industry that they're basically like opting out of. And that right now is fine for them. It doesn't hurt them financially. If it starts to show that like, hey, we're leaving money on the table with respect to steady revenue stream, exposure of hit. Think about a hit single playlist that your biggest YouTubers and streamers is playing and it's curated every month. Yo, this new song is awesome. Yeah, it's from such and such's new album. Oh man, I'm going to go check that album out. You see what I'm saying? Like, you, they could they could literally use it as a marketing tool. Imagine you got, like, Ninja and other giant streamers on some big hits and singles playlist that every 30 days gets new stuff added to it, and the playlist even gives the newer songs preferential treatment, and you hear some new Taylor Swift song or some new song from Eminem or whatever, and that's promoting their new album. But, but but that playlist is curated, so it only plays one song. It plays what they consider to be the single, the hit, the one that's really gonna, you know, we're really gonna slap, and that's gonna promote the album. So there's ways to do this that would make the record labels money. I just don't think they've figured out a good way of doing it yet. And until they figure out a way to make money from it, they won't do it. I happen to think what I just outlined would be a great way to make money. <laughs> A great way to make money. These YouTubers, like, you know, Courage and Tim the Tapman, these guys, they're banking millions of views a month. That's millions of people that would hear your new hit single and be like, I'm going to check that album out. Seems like the thing that YouTube could offer is something you can buy. Yeah, like, YouTube could approach the labels and be like, listen, create your own playlist, we'll throw it on YouTube Music, and the streamers can use it, and you can add new stuff to it anytime you want. And they can play new, relevant music without fear of getting in trouble, and all your new albums, new singles, new concerts, new tours, are constantly getting passive promotion to millions of people. Instead of right now, what you do is you have daily captive audiences that are not listening to your music. They're listening to me. They're listening to Dr. Disrespect. They're listening to Ninja to Tim the Tapman. They're listening to streamers instead of your music. 
why would you not want to be in that market? Why wouldn't you want to be in that market? Now, that, d- that doesn't mean that every single one of those people that consume streaming content are not then going and listening to music. But while they're on YouTube, they're not. While they're on Purple, they're not. Why wouldn't you want to be in that market? It's, it's, gr- it's a growing, constantly growing market. And if you set it up in the right way, you could adapt it to any platform. Oh man, TikTok's taking off. Yeah, no worries. No worries. We'll create a back-end whitelisting tool. Uh, it'll grab their usernames, and we'll use content ID. And if they're playing the music, we'll give them the thumbs up if they're subscribed and they're paying for this thing. It'll promote the new... It'll do the same thing. It'll promote all the new music. Something goes viral on TikTok and gets millions of views. And in the background is some, you know, hot new riff or beat or whatever. And people are like, what song is that? Scrolling right across the bottom. It's such and such song by so and so. Oh, man, I'm going to check that album out. Like, if they can figure out a way to do it, it would be absolutely massive for them. Because streamers and YouTubers would love it. They could play relevant music. They wouldn't have to play all this EDM copyright free stuff. And then you're getting free publicity. Anytime a new hit, anytime a new track gets dropped by somebody, he's slapping in that playlist millions of people that are, they're not even doing it voluntarily, right? Like right now you hope that they go to Spotify. You hope that they go to iTunes or wherever and check out the new album, check out the new music. Maybe you get them on Instagram with an advertisement or something or a music video, or you try to get into some controversy. Like you get Kanye to do what he did to create, you know, some hype around the new album. Broadcast license for mainstream is expensive. Well, you would make it affordable because, again, it would be a curated list of music. You're not letting me play the entire new Taylor Swift album. You throw her new song in there. It'd be nothing but new singles and stuff like that. I wonder how radio stations would react. Right, right. There's existing relationships. There's existing economic realities that would be potentially impacted. That's why I said they'd have to figure out how to make money on it. And if until they figure out how to make money on it, they won't do it. Oh, we need to do this. Hang on. Let me get a timestamp. Time. We will go at we'll go at 210. You like EDM? Not really. My heart's huge. Sure. So if you're looking for an affordable microphone, we've worked with Toner before and they've sent me a new microphone to show you guys. The link is in the description below. There is also a Toner command in chat. This one also comes with a pop filter, foam for the microphone, and its own uh, mic arm or boom stand. I'm going to showcase it to you right now. Keep in mind... My microphone is like a professional podcasting mic that goes through a mixer. This is for day-to-day use. If you're on Zoom calls, Skype calls, and you want to just sound a little bit better, this is actually a very affordable mic in like the $50 range. I'm going to showcase the mic to you right now. So this is the toner microphone. Again, you can use the toner command. And if you're on those Zoom calls, Skype calls, meeting calls, and things like that, and your webcam mic just isn't doing it, this is a very affordable microphone. We like working with toner. They've been great. So use that toner command in chat, or you can use the link in the description below.
So we appreciate that. We appreciate them working with us. That's the second time they work with us. And uh, they they seemingly make great stuff for a very affordable price. <clears throat> no joke, that mic sounds great. Yeah, I mean, for the $50. For the $50. Yeah, new sponsor? Yeah, they worked with us before. And uh, they liked working with us, so they're working with us again. It sounded better than yesterday. I didn't, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't change anything. Can you give us toasted coconut with the toner? No, no. Uh, you know how good my ears are? Uh, no joke, the mic sounds great. Yeah, audiophiles have been saying like they don't think it's too bad. Radio still one if, if not the largest mediums, especially for advertising. Yeah, radio is doing really well. That's why they're trying to integrate with podcasts because podcasts are becoming a large, potentially larger market. Because um, podcasting is essentially radio, right? It's essentially radio. <clears throat> I just turned the volume up. <laughs> uh, figure out how to make money to break the pre-existing condition. Pretty much. Pretty much. I think you need to put that mic on that other boom. Oh, the Avermedia boom? Well, we want to make sure and showcase what they sent. Like, they sent that mic. I'm, I'm not using the pop filter, but it comes with a pop filter and a boom. Like, it's it's all it's an all-in-one package for 50 bucks. It's really nice. I mean, you plug that thing into the USB on your, on your you know, your computer, and you're ready to rock and roll. Like, especially if you're on, like, Zoom calls and stuff. Like, you're going to immediately sound, you know, you're, you're you know, you're, you're, compadres your your business comrades can be like hey that that sounds pretty good you know I was actually amazed at how much radio is still a huge ad space yeah it's radio shows and radio broadcasts I mean they're so passively woven into so many places like you know so that advertising is uh is meaty it's it's meaty Okay, let me send out a tweet. Getting ready to boot up. Okay, do that, do that, do that. This guy is already in the chat. He's like, dual katanas. He's like, aka the meta. I didn't realize Dual Katanas was the meta. It certainly doesn't feel like the meta. I will say that. It does not feel like the meta. Melee feels very, very limited and slightly scuffed a lot of the times. Real scuffed. Real limited. No mic's going to compare to his with all the settings tweaked and running through the mixer. Yeah, like uh, when we were getting ready and setting up everything with Andrew, because we're getting ready to you know, sort of move, move into doing our, uh, our podcast, he, he was like, man, your mic sounds so much better than mine. And we have the exact same microphone and the exact same setup, except for one thing one thing 
It's the Shure SM7B through a cloud lifter and through a focus right. However, I add a mixer. And he was like, yours just sounds so much more full and so much better. So I told him, I was like, put a mixer in there and it will make an enormous difference. So yeah, you're never going to be able to buy like a USB mic and out of the box have it sound as good as what I've got. And I, and I intentionally bought an analog mixer. I did not want a digital mixer. I got an analog mixer and then the Focusrite converts the analog signal to digital. Like I, with the exception of getting into like really, really expensive, like a mixer or like a tube amp or what are those, what are the tube preamps and stuff like that? There's not much you can do to make your voice sound better than what I've done. There's, there's only a few other pieces of tech out there that you could buy that would add to the quality. But the problem is, is I'm streaming through YouTube and most of those quality differences would get lost they'd get lost you wouldn't hear them i'd go to all that trouble and spend all that money and go through all that and people would be like i can kind of tell a difference you know what i mean you get to a point where like the technology doesn't doesn't allow for the people to hear it when you're helping schwab set his stuff up was that like a zoom call it was in a discord video chat it was in a discord video chat so we've been we've been trying to get him kind of like up to snuff with like a cam and like a mic and like some lighting just to make him you know look like he's not sitting in a you know in a closet because it's really hard with a webcam not to just look like man what where is it what was going on with this guy i remember the stream when you went and got the new mixer on purple yeah my one mixer was messing up it was like a known problem it just started popping and making all these weird noises youtube could do a better job with live streams in my opinion no not necessarily it's a techno it's a technological bottleneck in the world right now if I tried to stream at a higher bitrate, higher resolution, it would cause buffering for so many people. You'd all have to downgrade to 720, 1080 anyway. So I'd be putting strain on my hardware. I'd have to get an insanely good internet connection. And for what? For like the teeny tiny subset of the of the, of the the viewership out there that could watch it like 4K or something. Because until you up the, up the bitrate and go up to like 4K, you're not going to get increased quality in audio and video. It just isn't possible. So it's a technological bottleneck shared by basically like the global community right now. Like people on the internet are are not in a position um, to 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 watch stuff at that level. It just isn't possible. It's it would just cause tons of buffering because your download just wouldn't be able to maintain it. So all right, let's dive in here. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. Continuing our Elden Ring live gameplay with dual katanas. We're really feeling dual katanas is better than what I was previously using. Still feeling like melee builds are having a rough time in the late game. We're making it work, but I don't do I don't do magic. I don't do any of that and uh, or, or range. And it is uh, it's it's been tough. It's been tough, but we're having a good time. We're gonna do some more work today. Try and find some dungeons. Try and do some map clearing. I'm going to bring people over from the stream this morning. We talked about Starfield. 